devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, as you may know, on Thursdays, we've been going through Jesus' high priestly prayer. This is from John 17, an extended prayer um, that Jesus prayed with his disciples uh, before he went off to be crucified and then resurrected. Uh, so these are his last extended time, and, and this is a time of him talking to his heavenly Father uh, with his disciples listening on and looking on. And these are... Uh, the last few verses of Jesus' high priestly prayer. This is John 17, verses 20 through 26, which say this, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know you that you have sent me. I may know to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Now, I love all of John 17, but this section is probably my favorite, because this is the part where Jesus prays for us. Jesus prays for you. He prays for me. He is praying for those who will believe because of the message of those who believed on him in his day. So the apostles and the other disciples uh, preached the good news, and Christianity spread, and their messages continue to spread even to today. And we are those who believe because of their words, because of that testimony that has been handed down, you know, thousands of years later, that we believe. And, And Jesus prayed for you. Did you know that Jesus prayed for you? And so there is power in prayer, but you have to imagine that there's certainly extra power when God is praying to God and he is praying on behalf of us and our faith and our walk. And what is it that Jesus prays for those who will believe in the message? This is touched on in our last section, but it is much more explicit here. He's talking about unity. He prays for the unity of believers that are to come, those who will believe in this message later, in different times and in different places. And he is praying that all of us, all of us who call upon the name of the Lord, will also represent to the world what the love of God looks like. Now, I told you in the first week that the idea for this came from uh, a video study that we're doing through the book of John in our Sunday school class. And the best analogy from the whole video that I absolutely said I was going to steal was that the Holy Spirit is the great emulsifier. You know what an emulsifier is? It's it's something that blends two different things that shouldn't go together. Something like oil and water. Oil and water should not mix. But in something like mayonnaise, you add egg. And so when you add egg to this mixture of oil and water and you blend it all together, the emulsifier is that which makes two things that shouldn't mix, mix together. And the Holy Spirit operates in the same way. Way. I would never have thought of this analogy on my own. 
The Holy Spirit operates like mayonnaise in that people from very different backgrounds, different temperaments, different traditions, uh, different likes and dislikes can be brought together in supernatural unity around Jesus Christ because of the Holy Spirit, because of this prayer that Jesus prayed for us, that we may be one, even as he and the Father are one. You don't have to look farther than the 12 disciples. You have people who were trying to overthrow Rome, and you had people that were working for Rome. You know, you had people that were very traditionally religious, and then people who were not really at all. Jesus brought together many different kinds of personalities. And, you know, there's a book written by John MacArthur called Twelve Ordinary Men, where he just breaks down how unique each and every one of these men was. One of them was a traitor. But Jesus, for three years of his earthly ministry, brought these men to operate together because what they were operating around was so much more important and so much more powerful than any of these other interests or desires. So I don't remember where I heard this, but it's always stuck with me that the people that we should most identify with are not the people who share our similar you know, financial status or, or similar cultural backgrounds. Uh, the people that we should most identify with in this life are others who love Jesus that we share in common the most important thing about us, namely, that we are disciples and followers of Jesus. Now, this doesn't come naturally to us, that Republicans and Democrats, people of different racial and cultural backgrounds, can come together in unity. It can only be because of the Holy Spirit, because of the life of Christ working inside of us, and because of this prayer that Jesus prayed for you and for me, that we might love those who are different than us that it might be very difficult to love. We naturally like people uh, who are like us, but because of God, we can love those who are difficult to deal with. We can love people who grate on us. We can't do it on our own, and often we try to do it on our own and fail and give up. But Jesus' message to the world that God is really God, that Jesus is who he said he was, will be proclaimed the loudest by the love that we as believers have for one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, he says earlier in the book of John, if you love one another. So may we supernaturally represent Jesus Christ to an unbelieving world in the way that we love one another, even those other believers who are very different than us, who might get on our nerves, who we might be tempted to avoid when we run into a Sunday morning. Our application for this message, to live out this prayer of Jesus, is to say, Heavenly Father, be with me today and help me to love those whom it is difficult for me to love. Because Jesus, on the cross, loved those who were difficult to love. And I'm talking about us again. We were his enemies, and he laid down his life for those who were running away from knowing Jesus and submitting to his way of life. He loved us. So we too, with his help and the Holy Spirit inside us, as the great emulsifier, can love those who are difficult to love or who are different than us, to the glory of God the Father. Lord, we thank you that you were thoughtful and omniscient (laughs) and wise enough to know to pray for us, Um, even as we're listening to this podcast today, um, that we are going to need your help to love one another, to supernaturally love one another. And that kind of love is what makes Christianity spread like wildfire. It's what made Christianity grow so quickly in its original 
time period during the Roman Empire. Uh, God was the love that these people from different classes and different backgrounds had for one another. And so we too today can show the world that you are who you say you are by the way that we love one another. Help us to do it. Bring to mind those people um, who we find it difficult to love that we, through you, can show love and affection in Christ for. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.